What, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah, food police. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> food police. Food police. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Time to get going. Okay. Does your doctor know that you're Dreaming eating that? <laughs> Crazy stuff. All right. So welcome back to Macros and Mindset. With Dr. Kristen. And Patricia Hill. So guys, all right. We are back, back, back. We're back in the studio and actually in a new location. So I have moved into my new house. Um, it's, it's my beautiful and it's only I, 20 minutes away from me. I know. I know. It's so close. And yet so far, <laughs> it's like, it's so hard for us to get together. It's crazy. She's like right down the street and this is the first time I've seen her in months. Um, but yeah, so uh, we are we are in. So I'm sitting in my my new kitchen, living, dining area. It's very cozy. It's, it's cozy. It's very cozy. Um, <laughs> but there might be. It might sound a little different because you know different acoustics. So hopefully. <laughs> So hopefully Ariel will be able to fix this for us in post-production. So, um, and of course Xander is here and we have hardwood floors. So if you hear him click, click, clicking, that's what that is. I did take all his bones away though, because he was like a gnawing. (laughs) No bones for you. No bones for you. So no soup for you. Um, but he is, yeah. Talk about food police. Um, (laughs) you can't have that. So, um, anyway, so we're new place, beautiful weather. Oh my God. If we could record this outside, that would be amazing, but we can't. So too many noises. Um, so how are you? I'm really good. Yeah. 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 Really good. Really Really good. good. Really good. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, it's, you know, the season, it's my fall is my favorite, favorite season. And when the weather gets just a little bit cool, Right. I used, I will say this. I used to be a pub. People are going to really like, (laughs) I used to be a big pumpkin spice person. And so much so that when I had my surgery, I had Uh my surgery in October and I asked the surgeon because it was, (laughs) it was prior to, um, I said, I'm not going to be able to have pumpkin spice latte. And he goes, you'll be able to have it in the future. You'll be able to have anything. And so I did not that season mm-hmm. in 2013, I did not have in 2013. I did not have a pumpkin spice latte, but I'll tell and you, you what, and I survived. Yeah. I don't. I'm not crazy about them anymore. Yeah, and it's not just the sugar. It's not yeah. just the sugar. Like yeah. yes, I have. I have pivoted my mindset to where I don't want to ingest that much sugar. So mm-hmm. it's it's very much a choice for me. However. Um, I just am, I'm not as crazy about them as I was. You do know though, that I have a couple of recipes for pumpkin flavored. Oh yeah. I've bariatric. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, you can still have them. Yeah. <laughs> just not like Starbucks or no, no, no. Yeah, one right, of those. Right, yeah, right, yeah. right. I'm like, I can totally help you with that. I can hook you up. <laughs> but what I've noticed in recent years mm-hmm. is even using the pumpkin pie spice and the yeah. actual canned pumpkin yeah, 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 yeah. and all of that. Like you just don't want I it. will I will devour like the regular coffee with a little bit of vanilla or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. any of that or caramel flavoring. Um, and what did we have today? Sweetheart. Oh, we had sweetheart blend from Barney's. Yeah. Which is, which is like a cherry cordial. Yeah. It's like cherry it and chocolate. Very much, oh. That's like my Valentine's thing, but, but I, I haven't my had coffee it. black, but I drink my pie. Heart. Yeah. I don't know that I've said this. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm, 
I've given up dairy. I know. That's a, that's so cool. It's and new. You've lost a little bit of weight because of that. Yes, I yeah. have. I know. <laughs> I know. So And I think it was and now I, I mentioned I've had some dairy this mm-hmm. week because I put it in a recipe. And it made you sick. And my body was like, Nope. Nope. We <laughs> do not like this. And we are gonna let you know because you must go potty right now. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. So I was talking yeah. with somebody yesterday and I was like, I don't know what's going on with my stomach. Maybe it's maybe maybe it's my probiotic isn't working. And then I started talking and thinking mm-hmm. and I was like, oh it was the dairy. Yeah. So it's it's really it's fascinating, but yeah. I never thought that, you know, and it's not lactose. So yeah. people who are like, Oh, you might be lactose intolerant. Nope. It's yep. So I've given up half and half. I drink. I know I did not I think know. this day would black ever come coffee. black coffee. With she used stevia. to give me such crap about this. Cause I, I've always drank my coffee black. I mean, I don't put like sweetener or anything in it, but she used to give me such crap. And yeah. Now look at her. I know it is ha. so You've now come to the dark side. I will. I have discovered something mm-hmm. else yeah. in my coffee <laughs> that is huge for me because I still want something that is creamy. Yeah. Now, truth be told, I don't like cashew milk. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like almond milk mm-hmm. in my coffee. Like right, right. I can drink almond yeah, milk yeah, by yeah. itself yeah. In, in a recipe. Yeah. I never, I had not thought about it. And one day I did go to Starbucks. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you know this, but my husband calls me Becky because, <laughs> because he's, he's like, okay, Becky, go get your Starbucks. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, shut up. And he's like, where are your yoga pants? Oh my God. <laughs> um, but I got a soy latte. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So an iced soy, yep. um, with stevia. Mm-hmm. And I will have that about once a week in cold, I don't like it hot. Oh, okay. It's, have you tried oat milk? I have not. But soy has protein in it. Soy has protein, yeah. So I'm also in this place of, well, if it doesn't have protein, yeah, I'm, like why bother? Right, right, right. <clears throat> like it's just, you know, yeah. you have no protein. I have no use for you. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> you are dead to me. I know, you yeah. Know? I, I, hey. So, so yeah, yeah. I'm I'm bringing out all the voices. I don't know who's coming I today. Know, right? Who's who will be joining us on today's <laughs> episode? Ariel is going to have a field day with the bloopers <laughs> from this episode. So, so, but but you know, there have been. I would say that that's the biggest change this summer is yeah. for me. Is um, I also started working back with my um, trainer a couple times that's a week. So awesome! And um, back in the gym. And, um, no dairy. Yeah. Wow. Well, I haven't, I haven't made a commitment to myself. Um, so truth be told, I've been in a little bit of a funk lately. And actually before this episode, Dr. Christian and I did a tapping session, an EFT session. And it was very productive. I know, very productive. (laughs) So, um, but you know, again, we always keep it real here. So, um, but I've been in a bit of a personal funk. Um, just a lot of personal things going on. Um, not so much in the business. I mean, some in the business has kind of triggered it, but, um, you know, we're always our worst critics and we're always harder on ourselves. But, um, so I have made a commitment that, you know, I've got a lot of travel coming up in the next three weeks, um, going to Texas, um, going to New York, um, which is, see you there. Oh my God. (laughs) So yeah, you'll, we'll, we'll talk about that one later, but, um, 
when I get back though, I, I am going to go and uh, join the gym with Chris. So, and I'm probably going to hire a personal trainer because I know if I don't, I will wimp out of going. So, because, you know, I, after having COVID, I am still struggling with some breathing issues. Mm. Um, and it's been a year almost, I mean, it'll be a year in November and then this is almost October. Um, so I know I need to get some, a little bit more cardio in than what I'm getting to <clears throat> strengthen, you know, my lungs and things. But, um, yeah, so I'm going to commit to that. So, and, and you have inspired me by, because, you know, you're being so diligent about it. And so that's awesome. It's. I will say the same thing to you that I say to everybody else. I work it into my schedule. Yep. Yeah. That's what I have to do. Um, I don't go as much as I'd like. Mm -hmm. Um, it's on my wish list for, uh, 2022 that I get there five days a week. That's awesome. Um, right now I'm only going about two days a week to the gym, but you also know, and I also know I have Mm -hmm. e-fit at home. You have e-fit. I do yoga. I have QB. I don't use QB that much anymore, Yeah. but I do. I have a gym in the basement. (laughs) We pass it around in our house. Whoever's whoever's interested in having it under their desk. But those are, those are the things that's, it's mostly home workouts the other days and fitting it in. So, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is, you know, and you guys have heard me talk about tennis before is I, I really am heartbroken that I can't play tennis right now. Um, Oh yeah. Cause your lungs. Yeah. yeah. Cause I just can't breathe, but I think I could do pickleball. So I think I'm going to look into pickleball now that the weather has cooled down a little bit um, and see if I can't find somebody to play pickleball with. So, cause that's a little less running. Um, and I'm, I might be able to handle that without dying. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because the breathing as I, <clears throat> as I start to lose my breath, it's just crazy anyways. Okay. So that's kind of the update on us. Um, I can't believe it's already October almost. I mean, next week is October 1st. Crazy. This is my, again, my favorite, favorite time, time of, of the year. year. I walked outside yesterday and I'm like, yes. And of course, I immediately, if the temperature dropped below 70 and I'm like, chilly. <laughs> it's like, what can I make? That's like amazing. And I want to pull out all the comfort foods. I even made a post in the group last night. It's like, oh my God, you guys, the temperature dropped. What's your comfort food? What are you making? I did that this week. Yeah. <laughs> I took... I, uh, last weekend I was wise uh-huh. and I bought two Granny Smith apples. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I love Honeycrisp, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Granny Smith, I cut them up. Mm-hmm. I put them in the crock pot with a little bit of Swerve brown sugar Yep. and uh, cinnamon mm-hmm. and I let them sit and they ended up becoming mush and I didn't know because mm-hmm. I'm not... Um, <laughs> I am not that skilled. And I was like, oh my gosh, what happened? You know, you have a best friend. <laughs> I know. You know. I was like, oh my gosh, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> and then applesauce. Applesauce. Well, oh, I ended up taking yeah. that because I, we also did a declutter, mm-hmm. which again, I don't know how, I don't want to go down into That's that. That's an but, episode we need to do. Oh yeah. We did a huge declutter. Like we Seriously, have a, okay. because I mean, it transcends not just your living, but your life and your yes. kids. Oh yes, we are. We have totally. It's not a kitchen oh. redo in terms of yeah. cabinets, but we have gotten. We are about to get all new. Uh, yeah, 
appliances and cookware not and a, cookware cookware not, not yeah, appliances yeah, yeah. necessarily but um and who have you consulted about this i have we'll need to talk after the episode because I'm i have just thinking i would be crushed yes, if you yes, don't consult yes, me about i have not <laughs> i have not i have not looked into cookware yeah. my husband is still in pain that the that every oh, yeah. every time he turns around ching what did you put on the cart he gets a notification over 50 dollars, and he's like what did you buy from costco and i'm like eh something <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he's like, what is this charge the for? I money. I can pay the bills. <laughs> and so, he's like, what yeah. is this? What yeah. is this madness? So um, so we've had a massive declutter mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and throwing things into the... And we've done donations, like huge, huge donations. donations. Yeah. Um, you know, kids' toys. And I just keep buying more. <laughs> oh, that's a gadget I need. <laughs> well, we got yeah. rid of a stroller and a high chair. And, yeah, yeah, you don't right, need those right now. My yeah. son is eight and five foot three, <laughs> and so he does not need any of those things. No, none of those. But it was, um, so that's been um, pretty busy. So anyways, yeah. what I've noticed in the pantry is we only have the one minute quick oats. We don't have like steel cut. Yeah. And then of course, you know, he gives me the eye, like you've got these oats, use these oats, don't get any new oats because that's the other thing. You have to have all of them. Well, you have to have all the oats. I had quick to throw oats, away. Steel cut oats. So much food that was never opened. Muesli. <laughs> <laughs> gotta have them all. I had to throw away a bunch of food. Yeah. That it, I never expired. that expired. Yeah. And so anyway. Chris and I go round and round about that. I'm gonna call him out. He's gonna hate me for saying this. But he doesn't believe in expiration dates unless it like is like oh. really bad and it drives me crazy. Uh, yeah. But he is right in some things. I mean, a lot of those dates are not expiration dates, they're sell by dates. And there's a big difference. There's a big difference in when they can no longer sell it and what the actual shelf life is. I do know that. I don't use a lot of mayonnaise. And yeah. I in twenty twenty got a container of mayonnaise <laughs> <laughs> from Costco, which was again. A crap ton of mayonnaise. Apparently. And it's it went out of date mm-hmm. in June of 2021. Mm-hmm. And again, I was it's like... It's probably still fun. Eh, but yeah, do I see we what use it? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so there's a lot of this... That kind yeah, of things stuff. that can spoil, <clears throat> I definitely... I, I get rid of. So, yeah. But, you know, I also grew up in that era of... You know, the cheese has some mold on it. Ah, eh, just cut it off. It'll be fine. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I don't do that much anymore. Wash it off. I wash it off. You know, the, a couple pieces of bread have mold. Yeah, the rest of the loaf is fine. Although we don't we don't do much bread we now. We don't but, do much bread, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But, so I but, took so the... that could be an episode, though. That could be we an could, episode. We could definitely talk Actually, about... Actually, a lot of our clients are neurodivergent. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna segue, yeah, and then segue. we can talk about this yeah, and come back. Yeah. And then I'll tell you about the apple and the oatmeal. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, Oh, yeah, we, we, had, we squirreled. Yes, hard. Hard <laughs> right. Welcome to life with <laughs> Kristen okay, and Patricia. Okay, so my ducks are in a row. No, they're not. I have squirrels, and they're at a rave. Right, yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Um, Decluttering, Decluttering. neurodivergent. Okay. So ADHD and anxiety Mm -hmm. are um, most commonly known for um, those who exhibit issues with hoarding because Uh, there are some OCD tendencies and there is hoarding is classified as an anxiety disorder. So a lot of times it's not in the DSM or anything, but Mm -hmm. it's 
usually under generalized anxiety or obsessive compulsive disorder, but it's not uncommon for people to have anxiety and ADD, ADHD, mm-hmm. because the clutter overwhelms people and shuts them down. It shuts them down. Yeah. And it can also give them anxiety, but they don't have the decision making ability to what to do with it. Clutter. I can't, I can't handle it. We do. I cannot handle clutter. It, it, I immediately like seize up and I'm like, I, I can't function in it. I have to have, you know, some, like you've seen my kitchen, like my little spices are all in alphabetical order. And I mean, yeah, it drives me nuts. And Chris is the same way. He just, and right now, because this house is, you know, transition house, you know, it's smaller than what we really need. And I, f- we both feel like we're like sardines, even though it's, it's a nice size house, but you're not cluttery in here. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> well, don't go in the garage I <laughs> <laughs> or the spare bedroom well, or, you know, yeah. Yeah. So but, I am a collector and we've yes, talked about yes, this. I collect yes, certain things, yes, right? Yes. And so my husband is a minimalist. So when I hired the organizer, she was like, so tell me, you know, and, and we got the thing and she was like, okay, so you're a collector and he's a minimalist and you guys got married. Of course you did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of course Ooh, you did. Yeah. So because he is like, get rid of all these things, you know, Yeah. and you know, use it on, I'm a book person. So, yeah. you know, get rid of the books and we'll put them on Kindle. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Ah, right you know <laughs> you don't understand no. i can't look at three at the same time i cannot get rid of books yes i can't it's the english teacher in me though right i mean like i bought my cook we're, we're sitting here right in front of my cookbook shelf and i've got probably 300 cookbooks that would make my husband twitch yeah when we don't said right when we I said you. we would put exactly <laughs> We would put my bookshelf into the closet mm-hmm. in my office and that we would bring the other one up to fill the rest of the books. He was like, but then she will buy more. He got like really <laughs> upset and, and he was like, um, you won't buy more. Right. And I'm like, no. In and the I next looked week. In the next week. Yeah. And then right. <laughs> there was something that came in the mail and he was like, ah, <laughs> yeah. what is this? Yeah. So decluttering. I do it in my group once a month yeah. because there are a lot of bariatric patients that have clutter. Yeah. You yeah. would not realize it. That needs to be an episode because yeah. we have... I think that's a great episode, honestly. We have a huge population that is neurodiverse, neurodivergent, and that would benefit from knowing more about how to clear clutter and the, how that could help yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah. taking a note. Okay. Future so circling back, applesauce. apples. <laughs> right. So it became what looked like an applesauce. So I took yeah. the one minute oats with the, a little bit of almond milk, um, to make it creamy mm-hmm. and then took the hot apples and put them in and Ooh. it was very good. Yeah. That sounds delicious. But I just had to do it on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'd messed up the apples. I messed up the apples or I thought I did. You didn't mess them up. I mean, it's hard to mess up apples, but unless you burn them. No, they weren't burned. No, no. But they become mush. I make homemade applesauce every Thanksgiving. It's like the best stuff ever. I like, I hate buying, you know, but I'm not going to go to the trouble, but anyways, and it's not that it's that hard. I just don't do it. Okay. So anyway, so back to today's episode. Are you going to eat that? I know. I know. I know. It's like, oh my God, and did now, you see what she ate at lunch? Yeah. And she had surgery. Oh my God. 
Yeah. She's going to get it all back. Yeah. You're going to get it all back. So like here, there's judgy stuff. Yeah. And I, I got to remember what her name is. I should. I, another Instagram um, bariatric site. And, uh, <clears throat> I'll have to, I'll have to tell you guys who she is later, but I just remember she got this horrible message from somebody and she posted about it. Um, a judgy message? Oh, or? so judgy. So she had been posting what she ate, like for lunch okay. and things. And on one of her plates, she had a few potato chips. Okay. Okay. I don't make a big habit out of potato chips. I don't do them often. I do them every once in a while. I mean, you know, we're human. We're going to, but it's not like something I do every day. And if I do it, it's like two or three. I mean, just because I want the taste of, of them. I mean, it's not, yeah. not crazy. Um, it is a splurge. It is a choice I make. Right. Um, I know the consequences if I right. overdo it. Um, but she got this horrendous message from somebody who followed her. I mean, just brutal. And she was, she was like almost shut down the site because she's wow. just like, that's how bad it affected her. And it's like, you know, when I talked to Kristen about, about, you know, we went through our list of things that we wanted to talk about today. And it's like, let's, let's focus on food police because, you know, it comes in the strangest places. Um, you know, family members, it can be spouses, it can be other bariatric patients, it can be complete strangers, as in this case. Um, I mean, I'll admit in in the four years that I've had my bariatric kitchen, I've gotten some messages from people who joined the group who disagreed with the way I teach nutrition, which that's their own thing to deal with. Right, right, right. But they've sent me ugly messages about you know, whatever it was, because they had in their mind that, I don't know, whatever it was, we couldn't do. And, um, you know, it, it's <clears throat> like, this is not a one size fits all thing. And, oh my gosh, it is so not, it, it, I mean, it's really not. Now I will not ever advocate for there, there's a, um, there's a, a belief system out there by some bariatric patients that, you know what? I had surgery. I'm going to eat whatever I want. I'm just going to eat a lot less of it. Well, that works for a little bit. Yeah. It'll work during the honeymoon phase, but it, it will not work because you're not changing habits. Right. And the same foods that you ate before that made you obese that you're still eating now in smaller portions, once you can eat more at two to three years post-op, you're going to start gaining weight again. Right. I mean, it's going to happen. And so... You know, well, because there's this tendency to push the envelope. Yeah, yeah. And it's a natural thing. Another bite, another bite yep. plus. Yeah. Again, well, it's just one bite of ice cream. And it's like, oh, that didn't make me sick. So maybe next time I'll have a couple of bites and, you know, just whatever. I mean, oh, I'm thinking more in terms of like heavily processed, chemically oh, laden yeah. stuff that causes cravings. Yeah, yeah. And that leads to more cravings. So yep. I've had, um, interestingly, I've had a couple of clients lately tell me, they either were traveling or something, had not had fast food in a really long time, mm -hmm. started eating fast food, started craving fast food. Fast food. Then they cracking that stuff. Then the flip side happened is there were a couple of folks who were like, hey, I haven't had fast food in, I don't mm -hmm. know, I don't remember the time, two weeks, yeah. three weeks, something like that. And they're like, oh my gosh, my all of these cravings have, have totally disappeared since I've stayed away from X, Y, or Z. Yeah. So two totally different people in the opposite situations mm -hmm. said something and it was apparent. Now, 
again, I, I pre-op heard the message of moderation, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, right? Heard mm -hmm, it over mm -hmm, and over and over mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I did everything. I'm sure most of us did, right? I did the, the Weight Watchers. I did the, you know, the, the pre-packaged crap. I did, I did all that stuff. Slim fast, Optifast. Right, right. I did the stuff, grocers, freezer, like whatever. Fast, yeah. I mean. Right, all of that. And, um, I heard moderation, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I really didn't embody it. Right. Like I didn't, it it was kind of like there on the surface, like, Oh, you know, moderation. Yeah, Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm, there. mm -hmm. And I can have it sometimes, but here's the thing that moderation also brought up was it, it opened the door for mistrust, distrust with myself, Mm, mm -hmm. meaning, and I've said this a couple times this week to some of my clients, which is you can have that sometimes Mm -hmm. once in a while. I want everybody to get out of sheet of paper and operationally define what is sometimes mm-hmm. and what is once in a while. Right. Because I had pizza, which was my huge trigger food mm-hmm. pre-op. Yep. And it was, um, I would have it sometimes mm-hmm. and once in a while, mm-hmm. three times a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which was... That's n- by, yeah. By... I'm sitting here going, three times a week? That's not sometimes. <laughs> That's frequent. <laughs> yeah. But right. that was my operational definition. And that's right. how I kept lying to myself. Right, right. So I was not operationally defining what is sometimes, what is right. once in a while. Or occasionally. Or occasionally. Or, right, right. And these words do not have concrete definitions. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. So when you say to someone or mm-hmm. someone else says, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to have ice cream once in a while. Mm-hmm. Non-judgmentally, I'll say, please define what once in a while is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Please define that right. for yourself. Right. You don't have to justify it to me. Right. Um, we need to be honest with ourselves, mm-hmm. not with other people. Absolutely. I mean, you can if you're accountable to somebody right, else, right. but really to ourselves. Right. If we're living this journey in authenticity and mm-hmm. integrity with ourselves. Right. Right. I love that. I love that, you know, and, and, you know, taking that into that context of, of food police, you know, if someone sees you and we're just stick with the pizza thing for a while is, you know, after surgery, there's going to come a time when you're going to want pizza and pizza is just going to be the X in this factor. So whatever that thing is, you know, and you have so many choices as to how you can navigate that. Like I have probably 10, if not more different bariatric friendly pizza recipes in my bariatric kitchen. Um, some of them are public, some of them are for subscribers only, but, um, so because pizza was one of those things that I wanted very early on. And so I, I created a way that I could make it extremely bariatric friendly and still taste good. Right. But you know what? Sometimes I just want real pizza. Right. And so you know, I remember that the first time I did it, I had a family member who was like, um, are, are you supposed to be eating that? And I'm like, okay, well, first of all, this is not a diet. This is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. And, but those words coming out of my mouth did not jive with what was going on in my brain in reaction to that comment. Mm. So I said the words, this is not a diet, this is lifestyle. But 
in my mind, I was going, who the hell are you? It's like, what, what, it's none of your business what I eat, you know? And, and then all of a sudden too, then I had the, oh shit, am I cheating? What am I doing? And it's like, and so I had this massive internal conflict over, I knew the words and I knew that, you know what, I have to, I have to live life and I'm going to make choices. I don't call it cheating. I call it a splurge. Mm -hmm. I use those words too. Yeah. yeah, It becomes cheating when it becomes habitual to me. So if, if it's a, you know, once a month thing that I splurge on pizza, then okay, I know the consequences of it. I know three days later, I'm going to be up two to three pounds every single time. I know the consequences. If it becomes a weekly thing, that's a whole different ball game. But just dealing with that food police mentality of, okay, how do I, what, what do I allow that food police person to impact me with? And obviously I clearly let them really get to me more than what my words were saying, you know, because mentally I struggled with my reaction to their words. Do you see my face? I do. I wish you could see her face. So she's like itching. Like there, there. there's so much happening yeah. inside my head right now. So yeah. we're going to deconstruct yes, this. Let's deconstruct this. So, you know, I'm like, I love analysis. I know. I love I know. analysis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Before we go into the experience of the patient, mm-hmm. let's go into the experience of or what's underneath the statement of the judger or criticizer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. So a couple different things, and there's probably more. I'm just going to cover the yeah. first that came to mind. Yeah. Which is okay, are you supposed to be eating that? Or what was the other thing that you had said? Are you allowed to have are that? Are you allowed to have that? Are you allowed to have yeah. that? Okay, yeah. so depending on also who it is, mm-hmm. you know, husband, sister, brother, yeah. child, parent, grandparent, stranger, right? stranger friend, friend know, colleague, colleague, yeah. yeah, person in the office, yeah. right? <clears throat> so there's a judgment. You had weight loss surgery mm-hmm. because, and this is going to be triggering. I don't believe this, but mm-hmm. I'm going to say this because this is what the outside world believes. Mm-hmm. Because you have zero to little self-control. Right. That is bullshit obesity bias, right. first of all. Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, um, there is this judgment of what you should or shouldn't be eating. So there is a sense of control mm-hmm. that how how dare you, right? So there is this, there is a judgment, there is a criticism of what you're eating and you're going to mess up because there's a right way and a wrong way from that person's perspective. Right. It's their perspective. It's their mm-hmm. perspective. Now, they are not with you 24 hours a day and they are not watching you right. 24 hours a day. So ultimately, it's really none of their business. <laughs> it's really none of their business. Mm-hmm. The judgment and criticism is about right versus wrong Mm -hmm. and about their perspective Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of other baggage that goes with that based on again obesity bias old messaging etc right that's number one number two is the person who genuinely cares and is worried that you're going to mess up what's underneath that however is a message that is very detrimental because the message is I'm worried for you. The message of I'm worried for you is I don't trust that you are going to make the right decisions Mm -hmm. for your body. Mm -hmm. 
So if you have someone sending you a message that says that they don't trust, which again is their perspective and Mm -hmm. their business, Mm -hmm. that they don't trust that you can make decisions for your body. Somebody is attempting to plant the seed that you are not trustworthy with yourself. Right. <laughs> and there, there mm-hmm. are elements that we may not be. Mm-hmm. Let's, let, yeah. let me just put that out there. Oh, because for sure. Because there, there are people who may not be in alignment with themselves or in alignment with food and may not even trust themselves with food. Right. So let me put... So when you have the messaging that it is insinuating that you don't have... Um, trust with food that goes deep because it's a meta, it's a meta message. It's a message within the message that is a subconscious inference that you're not trustworthy. And it's understood maybe not by your conscious mind, but when someone says, are you supposed to be eating that? There are some people who will have thoughts again, how dare you you know, mm-hmm, WTF, mm-hmm, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. But then there are others that will experience, again, like a somatic punch in the gut mm-hmm. where it's a feeling in the body mm-hmm. and they're frozen mm-hmm. because they feel, and I'm using air quotes, called out, mm-hmm. but not because of the food necessarily. Mm-hmm. They may think it's because of the food, but ultimately it's because of that belief of I'm not trustworthy. Yeah. Oh, I... <laughs> I got, I have to choose my words carefully right now because um, my history of what brought me to this position um, and, you know, everybody from, you know, kids that I played softball with to, you know, uh, tons of people in my life who it was constantly about my weight. And so any, I, I have this gut reaction anytime anybody mentions anything about either the food I'm eating or, you know, from my grandmother who is super innocent in her question of, Oh, have you gained weight or, Oh, have you lost weight? Now she's 94 years old. She only sees me once every couple months, you know? And, you know, and, and she doesn't mean it. She's just, that's the first thing that she thinks of because she knows that weight loss has been, you know, a, a struggle my entire life. Right. So she connects that with, oh, I can talk about that because that's something that you've always been working on. When in actuality, I just, I don't want to talk about it Not at all. Not an appropriate conversation, right. Nana. Right, right. And, I, and, I, and again, you know, she doesn't, she, she, there's no harm by it. Right. You know, but I still, at 55 years old, still have that visceral reaction to it every time. And it's like, you know, I'm great. Can we talk about something else? You know, and I immediately change the subject because she'll fixate. And I know that we all have family members who do that. And sometimes, like you say, sometimes it's, it's out of concern and care. And sometimes it's just because they don't know what else to talk to you about, you know, and it creates this reaction. But, you know, having what, what you just said, and as you're describing it, my stomach literally tensed up because (laughs) I immediately had a memory of a situation where that happened. Yeah. And so it's like, it became very physically real to me at that moment when you were talking about it. Yeah. And here's the thing. They don't get a hall pass because they care. Right. Right. There's no, there's no justification for, I care about you. Right. Right. And I think that's, um, that's a part of it is they may care, 
and what you're eating is your business. Right. The the thing is other people's fear is also tied up in again, I don't want you to die potentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it comes out in are you going to eat that? Mm-hmm. And it's not always brought to the surface. And so then it becomes a power and control issue. And then um, one of the other um, language changes that I've made within mm-hmm. my clients is I hear people say all the time, I just need to get into control in control of food. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. You do not need to be in control of food. And people like are totally Appalled. flabbergasted. Yeah, like, yeah. what do you mean? Right. You, what you need is to be in alignment with yourself and in charge of your choices Mm -hmm. in charge of yourself Mm -hmm. is much different than in control. True. In control is very rigid. Mm -hmm. Rigidity does not promote flexible, flowy lifestyle. Right. Control puts us back into diet mentality. Diet mentality. Boundaries are healthy. Right, right. Boundaries are healthy. No, but I'm talking about like that rigid, like you're going to break the rules. Yeah. You know, you're, you're. It's all or nothing. Right. It becomes the. It doesn't um, teach you anything. It doesn't teach you anything. It doesn't teach you how to live. Correct. You know, and, and it's, and, and again, this is one of those things that I talk about all the time is, you know, consistency is key. We have to be consistent in, in what we do to see change. We have to be consistent with the choices that we make regarding our food. And until we become consistent with making healthy choices, those aren't going to become habit. Right. You know, so like went to the grocery store day before yesterday, um, to, to get, you know, food for the next couple of days. And I had a couple of recipes that I wanted to develop. So I still am flabbergasted when I think about grocery shopping today versus grocery shopping five years ago. I look at my basket and I like seriously get giddy sometimes when I'm like, oh my God, look at my basket. And sometimes I'll take pictures and post it in the group because I'm just like, y'all look, look at, or I'll put everything on the, on the, you know, the conveyor belt to check out and I'll take a picture of the conveyor belt and it's like 90% fruits and vegetables. Yeah. I mean, from like produce department, not the freezer section, not, not cans, it's just fruits and freaking vegetables. I should do that next time I go. Yes, well, you should. Is, well, and lately I've been doing pick up Instacart. So that's... So lay it out on your counter. I do that okay. sometimes too. Lay it out on your counter when you get home. Take a picture of what you purchase for you. And here's the, guy, here's the thing, guys. I purchase this for me and my family. She purchases food for her and her family, not just her. Oh, yeah. So as a result of her eating healthier, her whole family is eating healthier. And who out there, I'll wait, doesn't want their family... To eat healthier. Every one of us, we all want our families and loved ones to eat healthier. And so if we can, if we can model that, well, the only way we're going to model that is with consistency. Right. And so, you know, getting, what does that mean in the food police is like, you know, Kristen walks in today and I have a a thing of Oreos sitting on the counter (laughs) and I'm like, you know what? I should put those away. And I'm like, you know what? No, I'm not. I'm going to wait and see what she says. And so I left them there. And of course she's like, Oreos. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, Oreos. So my daughter Ariel was involved in a horrific car accident on on Thursday. I know. Um, I mean, 11 cars, 
most of them totaled. Hit twice, you said. Yeah, she was hit twice. Um, anyways, <clears throat> and Ariel's going to hear this, and she's like, Mom, don't talk about this. Um, but it, it was terrifying. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the call at 12.15. Oh, and yeah. And it's like, I've been in an accident. I'm like, are you okay? I'm mom, I, the car. And I'm like, are you okay? You know, and I, it took me forever to get out of her. Is she okay? Right. Right. And then even after she said she was okay in my mind, I don't know if you guys have ever had horrible accidents and I know I kind of squirreled away, but I'll come back. Um, you know, sometimes people will say they're okay when they're really not because the adrenaline oh, response right. takes over. They don't know. They don't know that they're not okay. Right, so right. we get in the car. It's, you know, 1230 at night. It's pouring rain She's 40 minutes away on the other side of Atlanta. I have no idea where she is because she can't find her phone. So she's calling from somebody else. So I'm trying to track her on the, you know, because right. she shares her location. So I have a general location of where she is. And I'm just praying to God that we can find them. Mm-hmm. Well, then we get there and the interstate is completely closed down. So we can't get close. So we're trying to drive up the median. I mean, it was a nightmare. And it was the most terrifying 45 minutes of my life. Mm-hmm. And then when we get there, it's eight ambulances. It's five fire trucks. It's EMTs. It's... And it is the most gut-wrenching, scary thing I've ever pulled up on. So I get there. She is okay. Right. You can tell she's definitely not all there. I mean, she's kind of glassy-eyed. Right, I right. was worried about concussions. Her car was completely totaled. No, oh my gosh. I mean, it was, it, yeah, it was terrible. Anyways, so, you know, after the emergency room... Well, the first thing she wanted was food. It's five o'clock in the morning, you know, or six o'clock in the morning. And I'm like trying to find something open and hardly anything is open right now. And so I'm like, let's just go home. So we go home. She gets some potato chips because that's what she wanted. Um, not even potato chips. She got um, uh, Stacy's the pita chips because I had oh. made some hummus last week. Um, but she had some of those and then she went to bed. And so when we went to the store, she's like, mom, I just want comfort food. And I'm like, honey, baby, whatever you want, I will whatever. I mean, literally, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just praying to God that she's alive. You know, I'm so thankful. And so she wanted double stuff Oreos. So we have Oreos. And so, you know, did I have an Oreo? Hell yeah, I had an Oreo. <laughs> but you know what? It's the first Oreo I've had, I think, since surgery. I don't think I've had Oreos since. And, and that used to be one of my, like, I don't buy Oreos. I had one and I'm like, it wasn't as good as I remember. It just really wasn't. And I even dipped it in coffee, which is my favorite way to eat Oreos. I know that sounds bizarre, but it just wasn't that good. Anyway, so that's why we had Oreos. But, you know, I was like, I left it there. I don't even remember how I mentioned it, but I was like, huh, there's Oreos here. Like, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, you know, but anyway, so I, I could have put them away because I'm like, oh, Christian's going to think it's terrible. But I'm like, you know what? No, we have Oreos because Ariel wanted Oreos. Um, and she should have taken them with her, but she didn't. Um, but anyway, so, you know, that, that purchasing, like, I, that's not something I would ever purchase. And so I... For a long time, because I know a lot of people, especially in our area, are clients. Um, And a lot of people in our area are at the hospitals that we both speak at right? in this area. So we have a lot of people who we run into. Yeah, but I don't don't shop thinking... I did for a while, though. It's like, oh, if I put that in my basket and I run into somebody, what are they going to think? You know, I did have that. And I don't anymore. But I did for a long time, you know, so it's, it's again, it's like, I even had a fear of triggering an, a food police reaction and trying to avoid it. If I chose to buy something, you know, like right. hamburger buns, it's like, cause we don't eat hamburger buns that often, but every once in a while we do, you know, and it's like, but that's not something I would ever put on the meal plans, you know, because we just don't need that amount of bread. Right. But if you would see my basket, 
right? Um, yes, I have a lot of um, usually fruits and vegetables. Yeah. Um, there's usually one to two bakery French breads. Yeah, yeah, because Booba. Right. So and he I'll, eats every morning. Yeah. So he has yep. French bread with olive oil and sometimes honey. Yeah, sometimes I honey. I mean, now it's changed because the chickpeas. Um, oh my god, I still I have to make those. I know he I makes have to like make hummus chickpeas. Oh my not, god, not all the time, but They're he so will. Good. You know, there's different stuff. Yeah. Like the other thing that I do for them weekly is I make waffles. Mm-hmm. Most Sundays mm-hmm. I make them in a waffle maker, mm-hmm. and I. M- I mean regular waffles not shuffles yeah yeah i make waffles and yeah. then they will over the course of the week stick them in the toaster yeah, yeah. and they will have waffles yeah i don't eat that right i right. mean that's my choice if right. i wanted to eat it i could yeah it does not make me feel it doesn't good serve you. it does not serve me yeah, right it doesn't right. have any protein in it right if you put that in your mouth <laughs> if it's gonna that... get you to your goal yeah and so right so if you look at my basket mm-hmm. there is french bread in there mm-hmm. right there's mm-hmm. um I'm trying to think of what else I would get. I I don't, because it's also, I don't want my son to eat cookies. So I don't put cookies in there. Right, right. There are certain things that I will put in his lunches that, you know, he gets. Or treats, right. Yeah. But they're healthier options. I mean, a chewy granola bar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there are worse things. You could put a candy bar. <laughs> yeah. Um, Although um, some of those are almost as bad as candy bars. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's that's it. And then, um, and most recently, that's mm-hmm. the other thing. He would rather have a we call it a mommy lunch. He would rather mm-hmm. have a mommy lunch than a school lunch. I love it. The, yeah. There's like one day a week that he's like, okay, I want a school lunch because mm-hmm. they're having whatever. Yeah. Right. They have fiesta nachos, and he likes fiesta nachos. The yeah. rest of the time, he wants a mommy lunch. It's a turkey sandwich. Um, I make it with boar's head turkey and provolone and he has a half um a either he'll have a a siggy's yogurt or a stony field yogurt um Mm -hmm. a chewy granola bar and one of those either a um oh gosh what do you call them the single serving of um smart food popcorn oh yeah yeah or he will have um veggie sticks like mm-hmm, those mm-hmm. are the things that it's like which one do you want right. so those are very healthier options healthier options of, and right. i try to sneak in a snack bag of maybe four carrots mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. or a couple slices of cucumber mm-hmm. that i will interchange and then it's like how many cucumbers did you have how mm-hmm. many this how mm-hmm. many that so i try to <laughs> yeah get him to yeah get him to have that mm-hmm. and those are the things and then he'll have water right with lunch so you know, and we're, we are working on better choices, mm-hmm. um, in, in terms of kids want, mm-hmm. you know, chicken nuggets and French fries mm-hmm, mm-hmm. consistently. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's like, okay, well, what can you eat that's healthier? So we mm-hmm. are having a lot more conversations about, mm-hmm. um, what's healthier for your body, what makes you strong, mm-hmm. what makes you feel good and things like that. So we don't have those. It's interesting. Cause I haven't, I don't know that I told you this, but prior to surgery, my husband was my food police. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. he was until I had surgery. And so, you know, as you're talking, I'm going back to childhood and a couple of clients that I have who have shared stories with me of how do we not become food police for our own children? Oh, yeah. I mean, how do we do that? How do we make those? And I think what you just explained is how you are taking 
Amir. Right. From wanting what all the other kids have, the Lunchables, the crap that, you know, other kids are eating. And how are you transitioning him into healthier eating slowly by, you know, sneaking in the carrots and making a big right. deal when he eats them? And, you know, and, and you're even though you're still doing like the popcorn and, and the veggie chips and things, which, you know, on a spectrum of like, you know, real v- veggies versus <laughs> potato chips, they're right. still healthier, you know, so it, but it is a healthier transition, but you're using positivity. I'm As, trying and, and talking about the health benefits. Cause I know you, ha- I've heard you have those conversations with him before. Right. Um, you know, how do you have those conversations with your kids so that you don't food shame your kids? You know, how do you, you transition your kitchen over? And I think this could, you know, go into that decluttering and how, you know, and we do have a, a an episode, um, on the list of where we want to talk about how do you transition your kitchen over to a healthy kitchen? Yeah. You know, how do you make that transition? What are the things that you can do so that your health, your family can be healthier as well? Because I don't know about you guys, but I want to stop childhood obesity. The, the numbers are insane right, right. now. And so, and I don't know that I've yeah. talked about this, but in 2020, we did digital learning mm-hmm. the entire year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I found Nutri-Grain bars on the floor oh, wow. <laughs> in the pantry, several of them. Oh. And so we noticed that there was a pattern of boredom eating. Uh-huh. And... Right. So have you ever heard the phrase, the cobbler's, the cobbler's children have no shoes? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so I, you know, my husband has started to say like, you need to handle this. You need to, you know, fix this. Like, and I'm like, I, we're, we're going to handle it in a way that helps him to manage his emotions Yep, and that we have, so he and I have had several conversations about boredom eating and oh. things that he can do instead of eating. And this is huge because we're not talking about his body. Mm-hmm. We are not. Um, and as a matter of fact, I have reinforced that he is beautiful and amazing and handsome and whole exactly as he is and that we want to be healthy and we have used it. He's in soccer and swim and all of that stuff. And so we have talked about how it can become easier, right? Um, when we are putting things in our body that are healthier. So he will have, he will talk to me and say certain things like, so are carrots good for my eyes? Are they going to help me see? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Is broccoli good? Um, you know, it's for, making me stronger? Is it going to help me grow muscle? Right? So there are questions like that and conversations that we have about nutrition at our dinner table that also are part of the conversation. And, um, the other day I had had some leftover food that he didn't, I knew he wasn't going to eat it. mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. So, um, I had asked him, I said, I'm going to make you some salad and chicken tonight. What kind of salad would you like? Nice. So, and I said, what would you like? And he had a choice, but yeah, and it was crafted. It was crafted. And Mm -hmm. his favorite is Caesar salad. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, Caesar salad only has romaine in it. So what other extras, you know, in terms of vegetables, Mm -hmm. can Mm -hmm. we put in it or on the side? Mm -hmm. And, uh, he wanted, 
um, broccoli with his chicken. Oh. So it had some cheese mm-hmm, in it. Mm-hmm. This way he was involved yes. and he got to make those choices. Yes. And one of the other things that was interesting is I have, I do have tater tots in mm-hmm, my freezer. Mm-hmm, so this is another mm-hmm. thing. If you see me in the store, right. Mm-hmm. And he goes, mommy, I just, I just don't eat those anymore. Those are just not good for my gut. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, no tater tots. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, so it's really empowering them mm-hmm. and educating. I mm-hmm. think, you know, yes, knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. Wisdom is what you do with it. Mm-hmm. The important thing though, is that when you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. And it's not about shame. It's not about body weight or body size. Mm-hmm. It's what is going to empower you. Now, this kid loves Doritos. And he, when we went on I vacation, he was big on, he'd never tried Takis, but he was like, I want to try Takis. Yeah, yeah. And so when we went away, we did get a bag of, of Takis. Uh-huh. And then um, I would ask him for lunch, do you want a serving? And so the other thing we did was we got a cup and, and I said, measure. what is a yes. serving? Yeah. And so, and then we had the conversation of, we can't have Takis every day or mm-hmm. we can't have Doritos every day and we don't keep Doritos in the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there are times when we go out and he'll say, I don't always go grocery shopping mm-hmm. with him, but mm-hmm. sometimes I do. Mm-hmm. He'll say, oh, can I have this? And I'll say, um, well, what other choices are we making you know, for mm-hmm. food today or, mm-hmm. right? And, and so a lot of times he'll say, oh, you're right. You're right. Like, but it's yeah. not about being right. And I'm not, it's not, it, yeah. it's, it's just, empowering it's a conversation. Him. It's a conversation. It is, it is absolutely a conversation, you know? So I just pulled up some notes that I had from, um, a, any, something that I did recently, but, um, I don't know. I'm being so vague. I, I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. But anyways, um, childhood obesity impacts over 3 million children in the United States right now. Yeah. And it's growing. That number is growing by leaps and bounds. And so, you know, healthier parents mean healthier children. Mm-hmm. If you take the skills that you are applying and you teach your children and model for them what healthy eating is, mm-hmm. um, you know, because, you know, I, I look, you know, as an educator, I mean, I taught for 25 years and oh my God, it's heartbreaking to see little kids who are so obese that they can't play the way other kids play, you know, and, and then, you know, kids are mean. So then you have the shaming from the kids, but you know, you can fix that. You can fix that by, you know, but I want the M&Ms. Well, okay. So we want the M&Ms. Um, but is there something that we could do that's healthier? So instead of getting a whole bag of M&Ms, let's get, Oh, I have something to tell you, you know, let's get a, a bag of, you know, whatever other healthy treat and let's, you know, instead of having a whole bag of M&Ms, let's have, you know, one Hershey's kiss, you know? And so there's, you can start having those things that, that really limits, but why, why don't we have, let's look, let's look at the label. Let's read the label. You know, and guys, this is one of those things. If you don't know how to read labels, then how are you, how do you expect to teach your kids? So, you know, get with me. I mean, I, I can teach you how to read a label so that you understand, you know, Chris and I had a conversation Recently, and Chris, you know, before we met, he really didn't pay attention to reading labels. I mean, because that's not something that, you know, most people really pay attention to unless they're super health conscious. And he had found a, um, a hydration um, product, which um, I forget what it's called. It's actually, I've seen it in a lot of the bariatric boards, and it just makes me, I, I just want to scream. It's too high in sugar. It, the number one, the first ingredient on the label is sugar. Yeah. 
the first ingredient. I know exactly what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about, right? Um, And I'm like, oh my God. And I, and I just, you know, I'm like, okay, honey, we'll flip it over and, you know, show me the label. And so he took a picture and showed me that he was at the store without me. And I'm like, okay, the first ingredient is sugar. So that means that the high, the ingredient that is in the highest concentration in that, that product is sugar. And he's like, oh, I didn't know that. He goes, I just thought it was a bunch of ingredients. And I'm like, nope, they're put in order of, you know, of amount. Right. So if sugar is the first thing on the, on the, the, la- the label, then sugar is in the highest concentration in that product. Um, so, you know, having those conversations and teaching kids that you can have other healthy choices and then giving them, you know, because even little kids need to have ownership of their choices. So there's a thing that's been happening at school, not this mm-hmm, year, but mm-hmm. two years ago, because mm-hmm. he didn't go yeah, last yeah. year, um, where at the cafeteria, we noticed his balance was going down really quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, two years ago, they could buy lunch and then snacks and then ice cream and then sodas and then so we had a conversation but he was two years younger then yeah yeah so this year i didn't realize it but you can ban something called extras Mm -hmm. so i went to the school and i and i banned the extras now immediately after i banned the extras i came home Mm -hmm. and i told him Mm -hmm. and i said listen we are doing our best in our household to be healthy Mm -hmm. mommy wants to be healthy daddy wants to be healthy and we want you to be healthy. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be healthy? Mm-hmm. Yep. So we are now defining what healthy is and why it's important mm-hmm. to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm also detaching it from weight. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about weight. We're talking about how our body moves. We're talking about um, how we feel, mm-hmm. how easy it is to move, mm-hmm. and things like that, mm-hmm. and things that are good for us. And so it's funny because again, he's eight. So he'll say sugar will give you diabetes, you know, so he'll, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he'll like parrot different things like that. Yeah. So I'll say, you know, we don't want you to have a lot of sugar and here's why. And so we had had this conversation and I said, I love you. I want you to know this is not a punishment. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. banning extras because there are a lot of things that are extras that are not good for you. And if you want something and you want it as a, as a treat or you want it as a, Come we don't use a, the right. word splurge with right. him, but right. if you want a treat, right. talk to me and yeah. we'll figure it out. Yeah. Now, the other thing is they have something called Menchie's, which is like a yogurt thing. Mm-hmm. Every Wednesday, $3. Mm-hmm. And then they have ice cream at lunch, which is separate from extras, which is a dollar. Mm-hmm. Every single day. Oof. Every single yeah. day. On yeah. top of the school food, which right. don't get me started. Yeah. yeah. So... We have had conversations where one day he came home and I just remember he was mm-hmm. like doing something with his shoes and he said, mommy, did you ban extras? Now we're in, you know, September. Yeah, so this yeah, was, yeah. and I said, we had, we had this conversation and he was like, oh, okay. He goes, yeah, I thought so. And he said, I think that that's a better choice. And he said, because then I won't, I won't, um, um, I, now I can't even remember what he said, but he was like, now but it was an affirming thing. It wasn't mm-hmm. a restrictive thing. Right. It's and like, I, now I won't be tempted. Right. Type, something like thing. that, but yeah. he didn't, he didn't have that word. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I said, um, you know, we discussed this. Do you want to talk about it some more? Do you want to talk about, mm-hmm. you know, how, how you think or feel about it? Mm-hmm. And he said, no, you know, there are a lot of my kids that there are a lot of kids in my school and they, and they drink soda and I know soda is not good for me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I said, yeah, you're right. And so we will have, those conversations. And then there Mm -hmm. will be a time where he'll say, Hey, 
I want ice cream on Friday. Can mm-hmm. I have a dollar? Mm-hmm. You know, or he will come home and say, I had a dollar in my backpack from last week. And because it was Friday, I got the ice cream. So mm-hmm. he is, it's not a, it's not a sneaky right, hidden. Right, right. It's a, I want you to know mm-hmm. I made the choice with the dollar in my backpack right. to buy the ice cream. And Sometimes he will say, oh, Menchie's is on Wednesday. Can I have Menchie's? And then we will have a conversation about it. It is mm-hmm. not an automatic no. Right. It is not an automatic yes. Right. It is a conversation that we navigate mm-hmm. based on where he's at. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. See, and another thing that, and I think, and I can't remember if you told me that you did this with him, but I, I have a couple of clients, but again, being a teacher, sometimes I talk right. to, to clients about, you know, how to help with their kids is, you know, say they'll want and I'll just use Doritos. They want Doritos in their lunch every day. And so what I have them do to help change that behavior is, you know, well, we have a choice. So we can pick maybe one day to have Doritos. And instead, the other days, let's have this, you know, or right. they'll, and they'll, but they'll let them choose what the alternative is. And I told them, I said, you know, one of the best things that you can do is, don't make food an alternative. Give them another option. Right. It's like, so every day that you make the choice to not have chips or to not have whatever that might not be as healthy, you know, I'll give you 50 cents towards a comic book or towards a game you want to buy for your Xbox or, and let them earn a reward that they establish. Right. So give them a, like, what do you, what, what is something you just want more than anything? Okay. You want this Xbox game. Okay, great. Let's see how much that cost. Okay. Now let's figure it out. So every time you do this chore, every time you make this choice, every time you, you know, don't have the ice cream, let's say that you choose not to have the ice cream on Friday, mm-hmm. take that dollar and put it in, you know, the Xbox bucket and you can yeah. earn that faster. Yeah. You know, and you can even if, you know, depending on how you do it, if it's something, you know, really expensive that you'll match them dollar for dollar. Right. And so that's like a super effective way to get your kids to start making healthier choices that they take that ownership of, you know, and, and again, I know this is a a food police conversation, but this all kind of ties into, you know, how we can flip that script. And instead of berating them for wanting those unhealthy foods all the times, we're taking it and turning it into a, a healthy learning experience, you know, because kids can be food police too, you know, and another thing that we can do. And, and again, I, because I know Amir and I know that yeah. he, he's like, you know, well, I know this, so I'm going to make sure everybody else knows this too, <laughs> because my Maddie was the same way. Uh-huh. Maddie was like, well, you're not supposed to have that because this, this, and she's going to make sure everybody knew that. Well, that can be a negative thing too, where the kid becomes the food police and then they end up alienating other kids because they're know-it-alls. So you can have those conversations too about he, he, um, so it's funny is his, he has a, uh, one of his friends has a nut allergy Uh and so he's like, mommy, I know you're making banana bread for daddy, but if you put nuts in it, Ago can't have any when he comes over and you need to make sure that you don't put it anywhere near him. And I'm like, I know. So he is very conscientious about that. And so it's interesting because I've heard him say things like, we can have that sometimes. Right. Like he is very clear and getting more clear about that. And the the other thing though is I've had to train my mother and my sister because they are the worst with him. And um, 
I don't know how much this is this is food police related, but it's also training our family mm-hmm. um, when it comes to our kids. If we've changed, because a lot of people will um, gift with food yes. and they see food it's as love. Worst. Oh. And so it's, it's just not, um, especially elders, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So there's this, you know, giving. Well, because they have a, a scarcity mentality. So if they can give tr- sweet treats and things, it's because, oh my gosh, I can do this. And I wasn't, I, I didn't have this as a child. So I want to do this for my grandkids, you know? So especially with that generation, it's, it's a really big right. thing. You know, one of the things that, um, you know, with my, with my ex-husband and his grandkids that I would do is we wouldn't have those sweet treats in the house, but they were at an age where I could get them in the kitchen with me and we would like make protein balls and I'd let them pick the flavor that we wanted to make. Oh yeah. And so I get them involved in the healthy cooking. That's another thing that really helps. So both of my girls became my sous chef when they were little, like Madison. Yeah. By the time she was five, Kristen, she could cook her own eggs in the morning. Now I was there to supervise, but she could cook her own eggs. I mean, that's crazy. And so, you know, but she was like, I had a little, I mean, it's a paring knife, but it was made for kids so Mm -hmm. that they could cut themselves if they really, you know, tried. But I taught her how to, you know, chop things up and I would let her help chop things when she was five years old in the kitchen with me. And, you know, now she's 21. And she will get in the kitchen with no recipe. She's like me. She'll get in there and just create something because she she's learned over time what foods go together. And, you know, that you need a little bit of salty and a little bit of sweet and a little bit of acidity and a little bit yeah. of, you know. And so, and she'll like create these things. And she's like, mom, mom, she'll call me. I made the most amazing thing last night. And I didn't even have a recipe. And it was amazing. And I don't think I can ever make it again. But it was amazing. <laughs> you know. But that's what I do. You right. know, I've just learned now that to write everything down because... The chance of me reproducing it is the, next the to that thing. The other thing yeah. I was going to tell you that's hilarious that just clicked in my memory uh-huh. that's going back to the declutter mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. So when we were decluttering our closets, in two different closets, we found Ziploc bags of Halloween candy, oh Easter candy, wait, yeah. wait, wait, Christmas candy, and then bags of different M&Ms. When you said M&Ms, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to tell uh-huh. her this. Yeah. And, and he was hoarding our organizer. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. no, not at all. Oh. What we did, what you told us to do or suggested about oh, yeah. making it go under the bed yes, for the little the Halloween fairy. Yes. Yeah, but we yeah. did it. We created names for like, yeah, you know, yeah. different, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you listening, I wrote a book, um, years ago when Ariel was probably five and it's called Harry, the Halloween fairy. And because I, even at that time, I, I was just appalled by all the sugar and it's like, how do you get rid of it? What do you do? I didn't, we didn't need it. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. We didn't need it. She didn't need it. And so literally Halloween night, one year I was sitting on the edge of her bed and we always told stories. I came up with the story of Harry, the Halloween fairy, and I I wrote it into a book. I, and I'm terrified to get it published because I I just get it published. I do. I do. Um, but it's, I was an English teacher, so I'm a writer. Um, it's all, and then Harry needs an Easter cousin and a a Christmas cousin. Harry and a a Valentine's cousin. Yeah. Harry is the tooth fairy's um, brother. Okay. And in an attempt to help the tooth fairy out after Halloween, because all the kids are eating all this candy and they're losing all these teeth and they're getting cavities and it's driving the parents crazy. So Harry came up with a plan to go into the child's bedroom at night after Halloween, 
um, after they've chosen the few pieces that they want to keep that are that are special to them, and they put their candy under the bed in a in a pillowcase, and Harry will come in and sneak in at night, and he'll take the candy and he'll leave them a treat. So usually, like I mean, I, we did things like a, you know a CD because CDs were big for Ariel at that time, or a DVD movie or something, and he would take the candy and, and get rid of it. And, what do we um, do now? Can an Xbox game yeah, or five dollars I mean, or yeah, you know, a, a comic book or a, a, a pack of baseball cards or I mean anything anything that would be special for them right um and so the whole story is written so that you know Harry is not only helping out the tooth fairy but he's helping the parents out and the dentists because the dentists you know are happy because they don't see they see kids with healthy teeth now as opposed to kids with with cavities and y'all it worked like a charm I did it with Ariel until she finally figured it out I did it with Maddie forever I've told parents of kids about the story I mean, so but that's where our candy yeah. went because we both were like, yeah, he does not need this. Yep. And so, yeah, <laughs> we but it's up- amazing. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> such a simple concept, but now you guys have all this candy hidden. No, we um, threw it away. Yeah, we threw it away. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was trash, but it was like, we hid it. Mm-hmm. I think most immediately because also if it's in the trash yeah, and yeah, you don't want him them, him to see it, or right, you know, right, you know. Right. So, but you know, you so you have to dispose of it. We used to, you know, take it and because I, I was a teacher, I would take it up and put it in the teacher lounge and let other teachers eat it. Um, but, so you know, all of those teachers who are now our clients, who are like that crazy person, <laughs> put all the. <laughs> But, you know, again, it's just modeling those good behaviors and teaching them the skills. Right. So, you know, guys, I know, and we do need to wrap up this episode because we're, you well, know, we're well, hitting circling, it. circling back and yeah. I don't know, maybe, maybe Ariel will break this up into two episodes. I don't <laughs> know if she'll be able to or not. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. So, yeah. Um, maybe we'll just have to call it a twofer. Who knows? Yeah. Um, we, That's true. we could, yeah, yeah. We yeah. could be a, a food a police and. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, going back to the. Um, whole idea of food police. I want to go back to perception. Yeah. I want to go back to, I know better than you mm-hmm. for your body, mm-hmm. for those um, statements from other people. Mm-hmm. And because many bariatric patients are people pleasers, mm-hmm. going back to the the patient experience to say, and some, there are some people who are so bold that are like, I don't give a F. Right. You're not going to tell me what to do. Yeah, yeah. There's more abrasive. And then there's defensiveness. Mm-hmm. So uh, do we need to explain ourselves? No, mm-hmm. not at all. Mm-hmm. And if we, uh, if we want to be able to say, look, I've got it under control, mm-hmm. you know, uh, similar to what people say, um, Similar to when people say to patients who are close to goal or lower than goal, don't lose any more weight. You look way too thin. Right, right. right? What I usually tell them to say is, thank you. I'm working on it with my doctor, right? Mm-hmm. Because what are you going to say? It's none of your flipping business. Get out of my face, right? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's what you may want to say. Right. Thanks. I'm working with my Thanks, doctor. Thanks. I'm working with my Period. doctor. Yeah. I have it, you yeah. know. I have it under control. Like I'm, I have a plan. I have a plan. Right. Right. Similarly, diffuse the situation. Just stop to it right there. Diffuse the situation right. is to say, thanks for your concern. Again, mm-hmm. you could, you know, if you're abrasive and these people wouldn't be asking for advice anyway, or right. <laughs> may right. not be even caring, yeah. but they would be the ones to say, you're not my mother. You're mm-hmm. not going to tell me what to eat. Right. Or mm-hmm. defensive. 
the flip side is to say, thanks for your concern. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. I'm working with my dietitian, nutritionist, Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. I have a plan. Mm -hmm. I know fully what I'm eating and I am in trust Mm -hmm. with myself. Mm -hmm. And this is lifestyle. And so you're seeing one meal. Right. And so maybe that's too much, but there's a lot of different things that somebody could break up and say is you're seeing one meal. Mm -hmm. You're seeing one One meal with four potato chips on it. Or what's, right. let's say somebody is eating a whole bag of Doritos, mm-hmm. or let's say somebody is eating mm-hmm. a snack bag of Oreos, mm-hmm. or let's say somebody is having mm-hmm. a brownie mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. It's still none of your business. Right, right. And uh, if they have not solicited your advice, if mm-hmm. somebody has said, wow, I've had a brownie today, I had Doritos yesterday, mm-hmm. I've had Oreos, I need help. That is a very different situation. Right, that's than, an open door to, to offer advice. That right. is very different than I think you need an intervention <laughs> because you've had yeah. sweets every day this week. Like yeah. that's different. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Very different. Very different. And your approach to it. And again, guys, you know, the whole food police thing. I mean, those of you who are members of my bariatric kitchen know that I don't allow it in the group um, because we are all on different journeys. And, you know, I will though, however, jump in. And, you know, some of you may have seen it when somebody posts something that is unhealthy and use it as a teachable moment. Like I'll post about why that's probably not the best choice. And, you know, maybe you should consider this. Um, But I do it out of a a place of love and not as a place of judgment. Um, Have there been times that I've completely deleted a post because it was so off the charts that I just, I can't have it in the group. I think I have, but it's my group and it's a, you know, privately owned group and, I mean, if you're not in alignment, then I have the right to, you know, to remove it. I mean, and and I've lost some people because of that. But, you know, I also have, you know, 35,000 members who know that that's a safe place to go, that they know they can ask the questions. They know that there's not going to be food policing. They know there's not going to be tons of profanity or nudity or, you know, lingerie pics or, you know, surgery pics. Yeah, and I do see those in other places. And um, I think sometimes... Um, there are just some people who want to incite yes. stuff. Yeah, and so they because. will post, um, they will post fast food stuff yeah. and they, just to get a response. they will say, this is, this is my lunch and mm-hmm. people lose their minds yeah, yeah. and it's, and then there's this back and forth and it's like, you know, oh, you're going to gain all your weight back. Oh, you're going to do this. Mm -hmm, Oh, you're going to do that. It's mm -hmm. like, you don't even know that person. Why are you so invested in Mm -hmm, their journey? mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Right. (laughs) And if, if they don't know, you know, Mm -hmm. how to eat at some point, they will ask for help if they want help. If they do not want help, you know. Right. Yeah. Every person has the choice on when they decide to to create new habits and make changes. Absolutely. I mean, because we both know, we've done this long enough, I that know. if you don't change your behaviors, this surgery will not work. No. I, I mean, period. Period. It, it, period. I mean, there is no discussion, no debate. You must change habits. You must create new behaviors. You must 1, choose right. to, you know, to make change. Um, and unless you do, you, you're not going to be successful. And, right. Which is 
again, sadly though, and, and we love every one of our clients, but some of our clients are here because they didn't know how to make the changes and they, you know, they fought it and fought it and fought it. And now all of a sudden they're like, Oh shit, I've gained back all my weight. I need help. And it's like, and we will bend over backwards to help them. But then there are those, those people who are just, they're convinced that, you know, I, I'm just going to keep doing what I've always done and I'm just going to eat less. And you know, my doctor says, you know, it's like Flintstones vitamins. It's like, Oh my God, that's not the healthiest, you know, anyways. But you know, someone else posted on Instagram the other day. And again, I I need to start writing down who these are. Um, but somebody posted again on Instagram about how the industry has changed over the past 10 years. Bariatric or bariatric, the bariatric industry. And they were like, and it, they literally, on one side, it was from 10 years ago, they posted about, um, you know, what, what, what bariatric surgery looked like 10 years ago. It was Flintstones vitamins. Ugh. It was, um, I forget what else it was, but it was a bunch of things now that surgeons and surgery centers who are paying attention to research, who are educating themselves, are now saying, oh, no, you can't do those because they're, they're not, they're not going to give you the same, the results that you want. They're not healthy. Flintstones vitamins are not developed for bariatric patients. They are not developed for health. What do you say? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just going to go here. Yeah. Um, my labs are fine. My doctor says my labs are fine (laughs) now, (laughs) but guys, here's the thing is five years down the road when things like vitamin deficiencies and nutrient deficiencies really start presenting themselves. I mean, your labs right now might be fine because that's what's in your body right at this moment. But those long-term effects, Mm. I mean, that's like bariatric patients. If you're going to have problems with your teeth, it's not going to happen for four to five years. But lo and behold, four and five years after surgery, I've got client after client who their their teeth are falling out. They're having all kinds of dental issues. And it's like, it's terrifying because it's related to protein deficiency is related to vitamin deficiency because they relied on premier. They relied on Flintstones, you know, and they really didn't get the nutrition that they thought they were getting. You know, it's like I, looking at things like, you know, protein. Oh my God. I still, and I, I had, I had to step back and say, Patricia, you can only fight so much, but like these protein drinks that people are drinking, that are so unbelievably unhealthy, but they read the, the, the label on the front and it's like 46 grams of protein. Oh my God. First of all, you can't even absorb, but maybe 20 of that. If it's even the right kind of protein, because guys, not all proteins created equal. So our digestive system doesn't allow us to break things down past about two hours. And some of these proteins that you guys are drinking would don't break down for four to six hours because they weren't designed for nutrition. They were designed for bodybuilders who need a prolonged burn, Yeah, you know? And so I, I just, I, I can fight that fight all day long, but I, I can't, I can't, it just, it breaks my heart. And so I have to step away from some of those posts rather than jumping in and going, guys, this is the complete wrong type of protein. And I will do it in my group. It's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, nope, nope, this is wrong. You, this is not just, you're not going to get this. You know, you're not going to, this is not going to work for you. It, it, it may taste great right now, but guys, this is not, there are things that taste really, really, really good that are really, really, really healthy. Yeah. Educate yourself, educate yourself, you know, educate yourself. So in, in cognitive psychology and decision science, there is, um, there is something called conservatism 
bias. Mm -hmm. And essentially, it refers to the tendency to revise one's belief insufficiently when presented with new evidence. Okay. Meaning, so you guys can look it up, conservatism bias. So when presented with new evidence, mm. which is exactly what you're doing, mm -hmm. it does, people have the tendency to not revise their belief. Mm -hmm. There is, there mm -hmm. is that. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's actually referred to as a cognitive bias, which means, well, I'm going to drink it anyway. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat it anyway. Like new information that may be scientifically sound, scientifically relevant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In terms of like, hey, I have three studies that show that it takes eight right. hours to, or however right, many hours, right, I right, don't know. Right. right. Here are these studies that show this from, you know, the Journal of Nutrition, right, right, da, 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 right. Da, like whatever. There are, there are people who, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter. So well, it's... It, and that goes back to education principles too. I mean, you know, you have to hear things so many times before your brain is ready to wrap itself around it. You know, I mean, that's a, it's a pedagogical thing. It's like, you know, I can teach the same concept three or four or five times and some kids are going to get it right away and adults are no different. And some, they're going to have to hear it a dozen times before it's like, Oh, okay, wait, it, that clicks, you know, or maybe it's the way it's presented. Maybe it's, or maybe in the, in our case, maybe there's a health scare. Maybe there's something that makes them go, Oh crap. Okay, I ignored this for so long, and now I'm having this go on. I'm having this problem. I guess I should have listened. Maybe it's time for me to listen now, you know. And you know, it just depends on your approach to things. Well, there's but, another. Um, I'm sure that you've heard the phrase, "If it's not broke, don't fix it." Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, so Ugh, I if hate that I know, I, <laughs> I hate know, that phrase. but I know. Right. However, like I, I'm looking Complacency, at it. Stagnancy. Yeah. I'm looking at it from a place of psychological relevance mm -hmm. in that person's life. Mm -hmm. So you're presenting new information potentially on a Facebook post, mm -hmm. whether they know you or not, whether mm -hmm. they like mm -hmm. you or not, right. they have been doing something that in their mind works for them. Mm -hmm. You've presented new information from a scientific that's viewpoint that's conflicting, that conflicting yeah. with what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And... Again. And I'm like, why doesn't everybody just listen because I'm trying to help? I know. Yeah. But they're just not ready. They're not ready. And they may never be. And that's okay. That's okay. This is your journey. So we just keep saying what we say and trying to teach and reach and say it a million times. I mean, my whole thing on protein, I've said it a bazillion times. I'll keep saying it a bazillion times, you know, so. And yes. again, I think the other piece of that that's correlated to the food police as well is we can talk about moderation mm -hmm. and similar to where I said, I heard it, I understood it. I didn't embody it. Mm -hmm. There are folks who will eat the same way they did before surgery. Like mm -hmm. you said, mm -hmm. there are people who will revise their eating plan. Mm -hmm. There are people who will define once in a while as every day, right. there will be some people who define once in a while as once a month or once every two months or a couple right. times a year. Right? right. So definition is, is critical, is critical yeah. and it is important. However, similar to food police, we can like drop this off, right? You can, mm -hmm. you can drop it off and let them know what's there. 
and the power of free will and having the choice to change is in our, is, is fundamental to our individuality. Yep. Exactly. So teach, train, educate, empower, and it's up to each one of us to say, what do I want? Mm -hmm. And and how is this going to impact me? Yeah, exactly. Wow. All right. So episode was kind of all over the place, but it all ties back together. I mean, it does. Yeah, the squirrel's at a rave. Yeah, the squirrel's (laughs) at a rave, but it all does tie together. And yeah, we'll probably call this, you know, food police and I don't know what. Anyways, we'll, th- we'll think of a, a name for this one, but because it did cover some things, but I think, you know, it was really important to me. Everything to... but the kitchen sink. Yeah. 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 I think that, you know, it was important. This is, sounds like a kitchen sink episode. <laughs> it's kind of, um, and food please. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, talking about the whole childhood obesity and setting those, those teaching your children how to eat healthier because we don't want to perpetuate obesity. We don't want our kids to go through bariatric surgery because let's face it, I know, and I know you know, and I'm sure the listeners know people who like mother and daughter have had bariatric surgery because of obesity, you know, or the parents have bariatric surgery and they need help because their kids are obese. And it's like, I I have several clients that I'm working with them to help their children lose weight because their kids are obese. And it's, you know, they, they've realized it's their fault because they, you know, didn't know they, or made choices. I mean, so it's both. Um, but you know, anything that we can do to help change that, you know, we will. Um, but you know, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Harriet Bagwell, who, um, has sponsored our, um, the podcast. So she's one of our supporters. So thank you, Harriet. Um, thank you, Harriet. Yeah. And That's if you guys beautiful. are, yeah, if you guys are interested in supporting us, um, please, 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 um, head over to anchor a N C H O R, um, and, and look for us. Um, you can, you can, do a sponsorship there, um, to, you know, help this going because, you know, there are costs involved in this, you know, we have to pay our producers and things, um, to get this hosted, um, and and, editing and editing and things. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you would like to, to share or help, that would be great. Um, please do share if you are in other bariatric groups, um, your surgeons offices, support groups, things like that, please share that the podcast is out there. Um, we'd love to try to reach and help, um, many, many more more people. We're up to 17,000 now, um, which is amazing. I just never would have believed, but here we are. Um, and that number is growing by leaps and bounds now that we've launched season two. Um, but, um, you know, we, we do appreciate you guys so, so, so much. Um, you know, if you ever need to reach us, you can reach us through my website, um, www.mybariatrickitchenonline.com and click on the podcast tab. Um, or you can find us on Facebook, um, as Patricia Harmon Hill or Christian Lloyd Musa or in our groups. Um, so lots of ways to get us. If you want to email us, it's podcast at mybariatrickitchenonline.com. Um, we just appreciate all that you guys do for us. And follow so, us on Facebook, Instagram. Instagram, yep. I'm yep. Bariatric Mindset. And I'm My Bariatric Kitchen on Instagram. Absolutely. And guys, we do post things out there that are that definitely tie into this. There's lots of educational content on Instagram. Um, 
you know, and we love to be tagged in things and, and shared because we like to see your successes as well. Um, but yeah, reach out to us. Let us know what's going on. So thanks for listening. You guys. Until the next episode. Until the next episode. <laughs> see you guys later. Bye.